Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. This is episode number 113 of the Reno Slants Loaded show this week. Welcome to the Reno Slants, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Unbelievable. Home to an award-winning sports writer, his Nevada alum brother, exclusive interviews, and occasionally aggressive banter about Nevada football, Nevada basketball, and pretty much everything else Nevada. Well, everything except the departure of a certain basketball coach. We don't talk about that. Here are your bro hosts, Adam and Nathan Schaub. On this week's episode of The Reno Slants, we are one shy of weekly yearbook number 20. We're at 19 this week. The Mountain West football preseason poll is out. Nevada was picked to finish second in the West, and there are two different ways to look at this as far as I'm concerned. Adam's going to look for some good news. Reno 1868 dropped its essentially season opener, its first game back since the pandemic began, and then already this thing get in the way. Reno's game supposed to be Thursday at Tacoma, our next game Thursday at Tacoma. Uh, wiped out because someone tested positive. Major League Baseball season starts tomorrow, opening day, late July, of course. Our guest this week is Nevada Offensive Coordinator Matt Mummy. How did he spend quarantine? Does his dad, the founder of the Air Raid, ever give him a hard time? Because Nevada does run the ball uh, somewhat frequently, especially for a team that has Air Raid in, worked into its offense or Air Raid schemes. So ask him about that. Uh, he lost play calling duties last year as an offensive coordinator. That's not a great spot to be in. I'm sure not a comfortable spot to be in. So I asked him about what that was like. And if uh, Jay will continue to call plays this fall or he plans on taking that responsibility back. And what does he expect this offense or where does he expect this offense to improve or change the most in, in 2020? For slants, we're getting into weekend plans. So we said something stupid times two. We teased it last week and then totally forgot to do it. So we need to address that for a second time. We said something stupid two weeks ago, said something stupid last week in not saying what it was that was stupid. And uh, here we are. <laughs> for social, uh, a number of questions from you guys. Really, Nevada sports heavy. Usually we get a full spectrum. Uh, will Nevada and UNOV come back to Reno next year if the season is canceled this fall? Game's supposed to be down here in Vegas at Allegiant uh, this year. What is the biggest challenge for the Pac Hoops or for Pac Hoops next year other than replacing Jalen? We take a stab at the starting five 
And we got a question about best drunk munchies spot in Reno. And that will be our opportunity to address the end of awful, awful, tragic news today that the little nugget is not going to survive coronavirus here. So awful, awful is out. That one hurts. And then we'll get out of here with random Reno. Before we get there, thank you to all of you who continue to support this podcast and help us grow. You are all helping us get closer to our goal of 1,000 downloads per week. Healthy week for us last week, just shy of 300. We were at 299. If you are not already, please make sure that you are one, subscribed to the podcast, and two, following us on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at The Reno Slant. You can check us out online at therenoslant.com. I wrote a blog post this week about the Mountain West football preseason poll that was released on Tuesday. Adam wrote a preview of Reno 1868's match at Sacramento. Reno went on to lose that game, so Adam doesn't get it right. Game previews anymore is what we learned there. And we got some new merch. Dropped it on, was that Saturday? Sunday last week? I can't remember. New shirts are in. We have men's t-shirts, women's tanks. We're asking $24 a shirt. Each purchase helps us greatly. It's your new or the new way to support your favorite Nevada sports podcast. And I figured out a way to set up the e-commerce platform, which means you don't need to Venmo me or SurePay me or PayPal me through direct message on Twitter anymore. You can go straight to the renoslant.com. You'll see it there at the top. Buy shirts, buy merch, whatever it is, and uh, pick up your new Reno Slant shirt there. If you really want to help us get closer to that, 1,000 download per week mark, though, please tell a Nevada friend of yours who is not yet listening to the podcast to change that. We got to get them on. We got to get them on board. Got to get them in the boat. <laughs> tell them to check it out. That'd be great. Our iTunes five-star review of the week is brought to you by Toyabi Golf Club. The review this week comes from Ilda. I think it's Ilda G. Best Nevada podcast. I, le I legit enjoy listening to this podcast week after week. No sports out now, and that's not slowing them down. Also, an added bonus, they are freaking hilarious, especially when Adam pronounces COVID incorrectly, a must listen. There you go, Adam. You got some credit there. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, Ilda G, thank you for the love. We appreciate it. Make sure that you get connected with us, uh, whether it be on social media or through our website, and we're going to shoot you two free rounds to Toyabi Golf Club, a $135 value. Toyabi Golf Club is a super quick drive down 395 South from Reno and Washoe Valley. It was acquired by Duncan Golf Management last year. We know at the membership deal, something new that Duncan Golf Management's offering. They have a new loyalty program. So for the courses at Lake Ridge, Wolf Run, Dayton Valley, and of course, Toyabi, basically each dollar you spend there, you guys know what a loyalty program is. 75 points gets you a free drink. 150 points gets you a free lunch. 500 points gets you a free round. And 1,000 points gets you a free round plus a dozen golf balls. You can check out more information or book your tee time today at DuncanGolfReno.com. Again, that's DuncanGolfReno.com. Before Adam and I push record here, we we're talking about how much student debt he has left because I'm free. I don't have any more left. But Sage Advisors can also be a resource for you. Uh, they are a holistic multifamily office based in Vegas with a strong Reno presence, strong Reno ties. One of the founding attorneys, Matt Winters, is a Reed grad, a Nevada alum. He's all over Nevada Twitter. He's not, not hard to find. Super excited to work with these guys because they help literally everyone. 
develop strategies to reach their goals of financial freedom. The founding attorneys have over 30 years of experience and provide a wide range of solutions from tax efficient finance to asset protection, protection, estate planning, and everything else that fits in between there. They are uniquely situated to handle every potential legal or financial situation you may be facing. And uh, just speaking personally from, from working with uh, Matt for some time now, really good people over there. You can pick up more information today at sageadvisorsnv.com or call in at 702-444-7970. Again, that's 702-444-7970 or sageadvisorsnv.com to start developing strategies to reach your ultimate goal of success and financial freedom today. I'm out of breath. I was After getting reading those. That was actually though the second recognition for COVID. Uh, Clark gave me a little spot on Twitter. Pretty I know. Pretty. I actually saw that come through today, and I forgot to put it in my notes. So when I when I pronounced it, I remembered Clark. We need to get your get your question in. So I'm actually glad that popped up. There we go. COVID nineteen, big problem. I don't even know what the question is. Okay, I got it. There <laughs> right, it we, weekly yearbook number nineteen. Uh, we're at now per usual, but you take it away 19 weeks into this thing, but man, did it feel, did I feel right at home hopped on ESPN, you know, baseball season starting back up, saw an MLB prediction on the season, how it's going to pan out and nowhere near. I didn't even did the, I even, cause obviously a headline guy did not read the article, did the control F started typing Seattle the backspace started typing Mariners. Nowhere in that article was Seattle or Mariners mentioned on having any chance of not only making the playoffs, winning the division, anything. Um, felt right at home. You know, it gave a little sense of I just felt real comfortable just knowing that Mariners are going to be awful. Um, <clears throat> we got the free MLB TV via T-Mobile Tuesday. Thank you, yep. John Legere. Uh, however, though, I just felt right at home. Felt like baseball. Felt like base, baseball never left us. Knowing that the Mariners are just where they've always been. I have a point in here about Major League Baseball returning on Thursday as well. I think I wanted to lead uh, this week off with the Mountain West Football preseason poll, which came out Tuesday. Uh, Nevada was picked to finish second in the West behind San Diego State. Nevada did get two first place votes. I believe it was the first time Nevada got first place votes since 2014. San Diego State picked up the other 19. Behind Nevada, it goes Hawaii, Fresno, San Jose State, then UNLV. And UNLV was predicted to finish last, not by a little bit, but by a ton. Very low expectations for UNLV this year. On the other side in the mountain, Boise State, a huge favorite, then Wyoming, which Wyoming might need a little more credit this year going into the season. I think Wyoming is a sleeper, and they get Boise at home late in the year. Won't get too far into it. Wyoming just edged out Air Force. Then it goes Utah State, Colorado State, New Mexico to round out. And New Mexico was predicted to finish last in the mountain by a ton. That in of itself, I don't know if it's super exciting or not. It's football news. We're talking about the season, predicting it. That part I felt good about. There's two real ways to approach this. One, you could say this is a preseason poll. It doesn't matter, whatever. I think that's more of the pragmatic angle or you could dig deep into it. You can make a ton out of it. And that's probably the more illogical emotional angle. The blog I wrote this week was a little bit more uh, with the first approach to it. 
That's not very fun though. So let's let's get a logical. Nevada has more experience than San Diego State, which is likely going to roll out a sophomore quarterback this year with 24 pass attempts. Nevada has a much more experienced star- staff, well, at least in terms of longevity at this place, because Brady Hoke at San Diego State was there for a couple years. He was the defensive line coach last year. We all know Brady Hoke, though, from his, his time at Michigan. Nevada beat San Diego State last year at San Diego State. Nevada gets San Diego State this year at home. The Aztecs' offense was a dumpster fire last year looking for an identity nevada's offense should improve significantly this year with the amount of skill position players and the entire offensive line that's coming back this year defense is the only area where the Aztecs have a significant edge we don't know what san diego state's going to look like defensively though with rocky long gone he was the one calling the shots for that defense i actually thought nevada would get some more love in the preseason poll than it did um, often with, with these things, especially in the preseason where, where there's so many unknowns, even if we're going to have a fall season. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm, I didn't say it. It comes down to, to legacy, legacy votes. And I think that's what happened here. San Diego State's been there. San Diego State is the class of the West Division. Nevada has not been there yet. Nevada's got to prove it. Huge incentive for Nevada to play this year just because the stars seem to have aligned for this season. Just another reason that there needs to be football this fall, but it was nice to have some debate, some monologue mm-hmm. or dialogue, I should say. For, for me, it was a monologue about <laughs> football in, in the fall and thinking about these things, getting into preseason stuff. Uh, so I enjoyed that part at least. Yeah, it was good to see uh, Mountain West Twitter fan bases start getting fired up again. A lot of people have been pretty quiet, kind of yep. staying in the bubble, rightfully so. Not a whole lot going on. Um, hop on Twitter, start seeing people yelling at each other. Exclamation points are going down. We won the champ. We won the conference then th- here, and we beat them then. Um, that's that's what makes you feel right at home. I'm okay with yelling on Twitter when it's yelling about sports. That's that I can live. Yeah, with. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. We've been yelling about everything other than sports for the last four months, and that's what part of what's made been what's made social media so intolerable. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I don't want to get yelled at for going on my balcony and forgetting my mask for two seconds. I mean, I'll wear the mask in public, but. <laughs> uh, come on, there's a line. I'm not wearing it on the balcony. Um, well, sports must be back because my my second point was also sports related. So whoa, I would say we're back in the swing of things. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling good. Um, as long as we get through this point quickly, because the news itself is not that good. Reno 1868 returning. Obviously, we saw the 1-0 loss <clears throat> against Sacramento. The counterpoint is first game back. Now everybody's on Reno's list. I'm not acknowledging the game that was just canceled against Tacoma Defiance. We're going to gloss right over that, and I'm going to get selfish with the next part Next part of my point is if there's more starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is going to be a problem. Uh, the late-night games, you know, I could handle those. Especially I could on ha- a Sunday. Yeah, I could handle the Wednesday tips. You know, those are late. we got to record Nevada hoops. Um Man, Sunday, 9 p.m., Sunday scaries are in full effect. Isidora's in fetal position on the floor. She's freaking out. I'm freaking out. The soccer's going – it was just uh, – we're gonna. I'm going to have to we'll talk with the USL and start figuring out some more timely starts to their matches. Why were you freaking out? Sunday scaries. Oh, that's that's Why else? That's warranted. I was going to say because the Sunday scaries spent all Sunday in the house. I'm going straight back to another week. I'm going to week – what week are we in? 19? 19. Whew. That's why I'm freaking out. 
My second one was also uh, Reno 1868. It was pretty apparent uh, from maybe late first half on that a tie would have been a win for Reno. They were just, they seemed kind of out of sorts. And I'm not going to pretend to have a ton of tactical knowledge about soccer, but Sack was definitely the aggressor, had a lot of shots on goal. The keeper, who was new for Reno, Bury, I think his last name is, he looked really good. Some, some really good saves. And Reno actually looked like it was in a spot to get out of there with a point, gave up a goal in stoppage time. Tough, uh, tough way to come back. A, a tough result there. It was Sacramento's, I believe, second game back, Reno's first. So maybe that was a factor in it. I had Reno winning three one. You had Adam winning, or you had Reno winning four one. So we're, we're both idiots. <laughs> I'd uh, say we're pretty close. Yeah, it's just a cumulative seven goals off. <laughs> it was supposed to be a quick turnaround for him. You mentioned they were supposed to play at Tacoma tomorrow, but a someone on within the organization tested positive. the The press release was a little bit interesting. Worded it was like it said a covered staffer or something so i don't know if that covered they mean like anonymous they're not going to reveal that person's identity i'm I'm not really sure reno's supposed to play at portland on sunday and i don't know if that one's now in jeopardy as well i don't know what the protocols are but you would think that one's uh, up in the air as well yeah do they got to quarantine the whole team and the whole organization for 14 days now i don't know i wouldn't think it's i would imagine that individual is probably 14 days and then maybe everyone else is a few days and who knows when they actually tested positive and it's it's confusing. I put hopefully, them at- hopefully it's isolated, right? Hopefully they don't get find other people who test a positive, and then he- here we go. USL, take notes from the NBA. Bubble them all. Bubble everybody. <laughs> USL cannot afford a bubble for all thirty six teams or whatever. If we all pay five dollars, it's like that. My it's yeah, <laughs> micro funding or whatever. Yeah. Uh, my last point. I'll get off sports because I, you know, I got to mention my good news network. Dot org. However, um, goodnewsnetwork.org, kind of on my suspicion list. I think, they, I think they might be filling us up with false good news because the article I read, I don't believe for a second. Does that mean um, the trash pile is not real in the Pacific? It's going to require some more digging. I, I'm not willing to accept that yet, but this article I am willing to call BS on. They said that more than 1 million United Kingdom residents have quit smoking during the corona the, during sorry my apologies the covid-19 outbreak um, there was an english camp- this season a full heart doesn't mean a full house we're still gathering just virtually and we're still connecting safely traditions keep us close even when we can't be together think big plan small let's save lives columbus campaign designed to help encourage people to quit smoking and Yada, yada, yada. They reported that 41% of the people in the UK who stopped smoking cigarettes in 2020 said it was a direct result of the pandemic. Now, I, as a former chewer, used to love it. It was one of the things that would calm me down. You know, if you got stressed, you got stressed, you're tired, whatever, you pop one of those suckers in and you go into cloud nine. I have a very hard time believing that probably arguably the most stressful time of all these people's lives, they decide to quit the one habit they have not been able to quit their entire life. Um, basically, they said that they found some strong desire to quit. Um, I'm not a cigarette smoker, so I don't know it in that regard, but I just find it very hard to find a very hard to believe that in the time when people need to stay at home, maybe to go to your balcony to do a little puff puff, um, that this many people, more than a million people have quit smoking during that time. 
I definitely call BS on that. This like, is a, this is the time to start. I considered starting smoking cigarettes during that's what that. I, I think we all that, did. That's what I was saying. I need a fifteen minute break. Everybody else gets them. Why can't I? <laughs> now I'd be curious to see what this campaign looks like. Is are we getting brainwashed? Like well, there, there's got to be some brainwashing. What they probably did is they, you know, grew, what is the smoking age over there? I don't know. Price. I'm going to guess eighteen. It might be twelve, like that. Twelve. <laughs> Probably. Tenth birthday. Here's a shot of Jaeger. Uh <laughs> anyways, at 12 years old, let's say that they hand them all their first cigarette. Then they say, okay, don't smoke that cigarette now. Don't smoke the next one. All right, you quit. Put it in. You're part of the positivity. You failed. Or yep. you've passed. No more lung darts. I love that when you were uh I didn't recognize that's the route you were going. I cracked my beer right as you were uh getting into that. I know. It was just it was great timing. Well well timed. My- everybody, everybody needs their crutch. Uh, my last point before we uh, kick it to our conversation with Nevada offensive coordinator Matt Mummy uh, ties into your first point. Just the fact that on Sunday watching Reno 1868 on the couch, live sports, especially with the Reno affiliation, was great. You know, I, I made a joke on Twitter that Reno didn't get a single shot on goal in the first half, and it felt so great recognizing that and getting mm-hmm. to share like actual kind of uh, it was. Hashtag analysis from me, but like I'm actually like thinking about games, so that was great. And we're gonna get that again, really starting now on Thursday. Not so much of a Reno tie, but with Major League Baseball coming back, Yankees Nats at four o'clock, ring ceremony for the Nats. Do you see who's throwing out the first pitch? Fauci. Fauci's throwing out the first pitch, and uh, the doubleheader to open the season ends with Ma- Giants Dodgers. Seven. I was I was gonna say that man is so lucky that there are gonna be no fans in that stands, or I swear he'd probably be getting booed to high heaven. Do you think he'd get booed? I oh no doubt he would get booed. No I don't doubt think he'd get booed. The face of the man who is saying no sports for anybody. No way. I I one hundred percent believe he'd be getting. Booed. I bet you he'd get a standing ovation. A standing ovation. Standing ovation. Man. You are very optimistic of the angry sports fan. The baseball fans have been way, we're supposed to be past the all-star. We're way past the all-star break now in a perfect world. Yeah, we want to have sports, but we it's not like we don't have sports because of him. We don't have sports because of the pandemic, and he's just become the face of it. Nathan, you have said on this podcast time and time again, the sports fans, we are irrational. There is no logic. Fauci is Fauci is COVID-19. It's interchangeable. You're right. Think of, oh, think of COVID. Oh, it's Fauci. It's Fauci. <laughs> Get him out of there. Uh, Dodgers minus 300 Whoa. Versus, versus, uh, versus the Giants Thursday night. Kershaw versus Cueto. Both games Thursday on ESPN. Then it really gets going Friday. First game starts at 1. Braves, Mets, everyone else playing on, on Friday. It's going to be such a bizarre season. We've touched on this before. 60 games. It's going to feel so much different. I don't know if you saw, there's now a, a movement. They got to finish, potentially finalize it if they're going to do this by the opener tomorrow to expand the playoffs from 10 games or 10 teams to 16 teams. So expanding mm-hmm. playoffs has been uh, something that the, the league and the players were negotiating, then ultimately decided to not do that. Now it's getting brought back. Oh, and gosh. there's, I guess, a movement there. Well, so, you know, they got 24, less than 24 hours to try to make that happen but with such a short season i mean they usually play 162 regular season games now they're playing 60 they're playing almost a third 
of that. It's going to lead to managers maneuvering differently between mm-hmm. pitching changes and days off and who's starting and how many days rest are you going. This is going to be a sprint. Baseball is especially a law of averages sport. Throw that out the window. This is a small sample size. If you start the season in a two-week slump as a team, you're going to be in a hole. Now you got you got to make that up in a hurry, and I think that's going to open things up, make it more competitive. So you were saying, no one's talking about the Mariners. I think if the Mariners are going to make the playoffs, especially if 16 teams get in the playoffs, this is the year. They don't need to be good for 162 because they can't be good for 162, but they can oh, be good for impossible. two months. It's impossible. They can be good for two months. Can they, though? Oh, yeah. Man, I'm not that optimistic about that. Just, what, my, what, what my one thing I will say about the 60 games, though, I do like – they're scrunching it together. Did you see the Astros, two guys getting plunked, Altuve and Bregman? Give yep. me some of that. Give me some of that all day. I'm down for 60. I'll, I will watch them on my MLB TV just to watch Astros guys get plunked. Well, you're going to see less guys get plunked now just because each base runner is going to be even more important now playing only 60 games. Nathan, stop using logic. You're right. My bad. Use use emotion. We're Works booing better. Fauci. We're booing Fauci. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Fauci. He's, he's done. He's next. That's a perfect segue. You know who else is next? Matt Mummy, Nevada's offensive coordinator. It was great catching up with, with Matt yesterday. A really insightful conversation. Not going to tease it anymore. Uh, here's that chat. Oh, he just went up the invisible Matt, I was just telling you, but uh, you know, with all of our guests, I, I really appreciate you making the time to come on. We're excited to have you. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. I really appreciate you guys having me. It's uh an awesome time to be on here right now, getting ready for football season. That's right. And I do want to talk about that before we get to, you know, football fun, uh, something serious I want to ask you about. Um, okay. just, just following you on social, it looks like you're a fisher. Uh, my parents just moved to Reno from Washington. My dad had okay. a river in his backyard and would go, he'd catch salmon in the backyard, literally. So he'll be excited. I'm asking you this. What sort of fishing advice do you have for him having just moved to Reno? So if he's used to doing river and salmon, he's probably going to be pretty much at home on the truckie, I would think. Is he a fly fisherman or is he spin cast or he's like me, he might be everything. <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot here. I have no idea. I, I don't think he's a fly fisher. <laughs> I, I, I think he's willing to pick it up, though. That's okay. No, I mean, I, I spin cast on the Truckee. Uh, I've done some fly fishing at Pyramid. I do some bait casting at Pyramid. I've caught some really, really nice fish at Pyramid. Um, and I've caught some beautiful rainbows on the Truckee. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I had to adapt. Um, you know, moving here from Georgia where mm-hmm. I was more of the bass fisherman, uh, I didn't know where any bass in Reno were, so I've been pretty much chasing the trout okay. until just recently. Um, one of the private lakes over in the old, one of the older Reno areas is fully stocked with bass. So I've been lucky enough to have some friends allow me to go catch their fish. So anyway, but okay. it's, um, you, you know, the mountains have been a unique, unique experience. It's been a lot of fun sure. and I've enjoyed the challenge for sure. So. Okay, my my dad will appreciate that. So you're in a similar spot. You were used to fishing or fishing for one type of fish bass. You had to kind of adjust moving to Reno, high desert. Yeah, yeah he'll he'll figure it out. Um, good, yeah, good fishermen figure it out, right? <laughs> Not so good fishermen 
need to find good fishermen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, weird off season. Uh, for, for so many, for so many reasons, you guys are back now. Um, how did you kind of spend, spend quarantine? What, what, what were you up to? Yeah. I mean, you know, what a challenging time, you know, I mean, not only as a university, as a, as a nation, as, as people, I mean, just going through this, you know, and I told most of my friends back East, it's like, you know, we still work. I mean, I, I've, you know, we came to our houses, we quarantined, you know, we jumped on Zoom or we found different ways to be unique and, and really just ways to get time with our players. And so it's not face to face time anymore. And that's where Zoom's been nice because you do get the face to face, but you're not in person. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we've gotten a lot of work done through just meeting and studying film and, and studying playbooks and stuff. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that we really fell behind in that regard. Sure. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, I think to most people, they probably think we've just been sitting around doing nothing, but that's not really been the case. So, right. Uh, Mountain West wire just named you the preseason Mountain West offensive coordinator of the year. I don't know if you saw that. If you did, how quickly did you print it out and uh, frame it hanging in your office? <laughs> You know, it was funny. We were, um, we, we woke up Sunday morning and we'd watch church and, and I was sitting there and I jumped on Twitter and I, I looked at my wife and I'm like, Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. And, and I told her and, and she got emotional and, and, uh, you know, what a great honor. I mean, this is such a great conference. The Mountain West is, is an amazing place to coach and there's so many great coaches, you know, all across the board. And so, you know, just, Deeply honored to to be in that situation. Sure, uh, Mountain West Media Days uh, were pushed back. Uh, they were going to be virtual. You see, you mentioned you've been working with a lot of the guys on Zoom. Uh, Big Ten, Pac-12 canceled non-conference games. You see some FCS leagues pushing back to the spring. Are you able to ignore some of that noise and block that out, just in hopes that we're going to play this fall, or is it is it too hard to avoid? You know, I think one of the, the beautiful things that, you know, Coach Norvell is doing and, and really what the Mountain West is doing is they're being patient. You know, mm -hmm. they're they're getting together w almost weekly on on conference calls with with the you know, Mountain West commissioner and they're and they're having conversations. They're communicating, you know, and everybody's talking about how they're doing things and, you know, what kind of testing is going on, what are we anticipating but nobody's jumping to conclusions or making a decision. So I think it's been nice because the Mountain West has kind of just sat back and said, you know, we're, we're going to just wait, you know, mm -hmm. let's, let's see, you know, what the NCA recommends it, you know, and more so, I mean, we're kind of watching the SEC because obviously we play Arkansas. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, for us, we're just trying to control what we can control. Right. And yeah. And we've got our guys here and we've got our guys working out and, and doing the things to to try and prepare them for a season if hopefully we get to that point. Sure. Uh, your dad, um, you may have heard, somewhat significant with the air raid offense. <laughs> um, you, you don't necessarily take the traditional route w w with the air raid in that you still run the ball a fair amount. It was over 34 times a, ga a game last year. Does your dad ever give you crap for the amount of times you run the ball? 
I have a lot of friends that are like, you're going to lose your air raid card. You're not going to be invited home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. We play UNLV on Thanksgiving, so I'm not going home. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think, I think what you have to do as a coach is, you know, when you move around and you move into these new jobs and stuff like that, I think you kind of have to look at the dynamic of, of A, what do you have as players, and B, what has been successful in the past mm-hmm. at that school. And and Chris All is is such an icon not only not only in Reno, but in the NCAA football world. And it's been such an honor to get to know him and to talk football with him and really learn to really learn how this school has progressed over, you know, a substan- substantial amount of time and been so successful, right? And Mm -hmm. so to really kind of answer your question, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, you know, Jay and I just looked at each other and we kind of started putting this stuff together. It's like, we got to have a run game. You know, we just, we weren't going to just be full on Mike Leach or Hal Mummy and drop back and throw it 70, 80 times a game. And so that's kind of where it just, it it came from, you know, Mm -hmm. with a lot of talking to Coach Dalt and then just kind of putting Jay and I's minds together and, and re- really a lot of passing game from the air raid and, and a lot of what Jay has learned in the running game, right. you know, in his past. Right. So. Yeah, so you spoke to a couple of things there. One, you know, being able to adjust to where you are in Nevada certainly has a tradition of, of running the ball with, with Chris Alt and the, and the pistol and putting that together. Um, but, you know, looking back to, to last year, you know, getting away from the ground game. I think one of the highlights of the season, at least one of the bigger storylines, was certainly the quarterback battle going into the year. You know, it was Carson, then it was Christian, then it was Malik, then it's back to Carson, who really, I thought, settled in second half of the year. Uh, but, you know, no, it's not a surprise to anyone that the quarterback is the most position, or most important position on the field, maybe the most important position in, in sports. And when you kind of have a, a musical chairs thing as no one's really grabbing the reins for that, for that job, you're trying to figure out, okay, who's going to be the guy moving forward? I imagine that's got to be difficult for the rest of the offense. That the cadence, the style you're you're playing with, you know, what sort of impact did that have on the group as you guys last year tried to figure out who is going to be the guy? I think it was, you know, going from the spring to the fall. You know, Jay and I sat down and spent a lot of time together, and really, we spent a lot of time together as an offensive staff. A couple of things. I mean. A was we were losing we were losing three you know three really good football players up front in the O line. Yep. So we were going to have a new we were going to have a new center. We were going to have two new guards. And, and so we were going to be way inexperienced up front, and then we knew we were going to be way inexperienced at quarterback. We had plenty of skill guys around them, but those are hard places to have inexperience and. So when we kind of looked at each other, you know, Jay and I were like, well, golly, we got 12 games. You know, we don't, we're going to go into this thing. We don't really know who the starter is going to be. But we told all of them, like, hey, you're probably all going to play. And we were right. That's what, you know, reality handed us. You know, Carson played really well on the front end of the schedule like we thought he would. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he kind of, he got cut, got banged up between uh, Purdue and Oregon. And, um, you know, and then he kind of he had to miss a few games, and so the other guys stepped in. You know, Chris Solano came in and helped us win a game, and then Malik Henry came in and helped us win a game. So I mean, we just found a way 
to win football games. And I'll tell you what, and, and I got, you know, a lot of admiration, you know, for all of our guys on the offensive staff and for Jay, but also for these, for these young men that they just kept fighting. I mean, it looked ugly and we didn't, you know, were we great at times? Yes. Were we terrible at times? Yes. But we fought and we won games and we made it to a bowl game, right. you know, and that, and now we look at ourselves and we go, wow, Hey, you know, we've, we've grown up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, so we've got some guys. And I imagine that's tough, you know, not only for those guys who are fighting for the starting spots and, and not only for the guys who are around them, but for the guys who are in your spot who are trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to put together a game plan when we have Christian Solano in there versus Carson Strong versus Malik Henry because very different styles. Um you know, later in the year, Jay ended up taking... Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now, you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now, you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. ...over play-calling duties, and I imagine that couldn't have been very easy for you. It was not, but I've been in this profession a long time, and I've watched my dad in this profession. And, you know, and Jay called me into his office, and and we had a long talk, and I said, Coach, I said, you know, you're the boss. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I said, I will coach my butt off. I will coach these quarterbacks. And, you know, if you feel like that's the right swing and you want to, you want to call plays, uh, you know, I'm for it. I mean, Jay's, mm-hmm. you know, Jay was a defensive player in college, but he's been an offensive coach all his life. And so, um, you know, I think he likes doing it and, and I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, it's still, it's still the mix of, of his run game and, and the air raid concepts and the passing game. Yep. And, and last year was just so different. We were just so, we were just so inexperienced and we just had, you know, it's like you said, we had to piece each week together and we didn't really know what it was going to look like, you know, yeah. and just trying to give ourselves chances to win games. Now we have the opportunity to kind of open it back up like we did with Ty Ganji his mm-hmm. second year, yep. you know, and really try to go out and swing it around a little bit and, and score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Is that, so it's, it sounds like that's going to continue this fall? Jay Collin plays? Yeah, as far as I know. I okay. Mean, you know, and we've had a good relationship with it. I mean, I'll I'll be right there next to him and and feeding him stuff too. Usually, yeah. usually I'm feeding him a lot of the pass plays, and he's you know calling run plays. But. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I've been, as you may know, we Adam and I have been talking like football is going to be this fall. We're just going to speak it into existence. We're not we're not going to be able to accept a different reality, at least not for now. So looking ahead to this fall. Um, and you mentioned this as well. I mean, last year you guys have a lot of, had a lot of talent at the skill positions. This coming year, you guys got a lot of talent coming back. Um, Carson as a redshirt sophomore going to be a different guy. I would anticipate Elijah and Romeo on the outside, Toa and Devonte in the backfield. As a group, last year you guys were around 21 points per game over the course of the season. 
how much growth and development do you anticipate out of the, out of the offense next year? Because I think from where I'm sitting, you could say, man, this group could take a significant step forward next year or this year. Yeah, you know, we've been allowed to work with our guys for the last few days, and so it's been fun to watch them because they're Carson and them have really taken a lot of ownership in this offense and and understand when you talk air raid, you know, the beauty of air raid is that we give our quarterbacks way more luxury than maybe the, maybe the normal team does to mm-hmm. to go out there and call plays and call pass plays and call what they see. So a lot of what I do is I spend a lot of time with those quarterbacks just getting them to call the right things, you know, into the right in the right looks. Sure. And so you know, it's it's going to be fun. I mean, obviously, I can't predict the future, but you know, I think this offense is better than where we were with Ty Ganji in his second year, and we put up, you know, I think around thirty three points a game, and yep. I think Ty threw for around thirty three hundred, and we rushed for close to two thousand. I mean, I, you know, I would be, you know, my hopes are we're up closer to four thousand yards passing, and we're close to two thousand yards rushing, but you know, we just. The biggest thing is, you know, we need to stay healthy. Obviously, we need to have a season. <laughs> so, um, but I, but I'm excited. I mean, we've got yep. we do have a wealth of talent. We've done a really nice job of recruiting guys and and all the offensive guys, Coach Chang, Coach Scott, Coach Tawa, You know, all do a really nice job coaching those mm-hmm. guys. We got a new O line coach, Coach Best, who yep. I've been around for a long time, and and I really trust in what he does and. And, uh, you know, I think we can put this thing together. It's going to be special. A lot of talent. Um, you know, I do want to talk about the, you know, some of the groups individually here. We can do this like kind of a high level, but you mentioned Carson, you know, now that you guys are getting out there and they just kind of look and feel different. But last year he was entering the year as a redshirt freshman in a three way battle, if you will, for the starting spot. And this year it's kind of a different spot where he's penciled in as the guy. He has a ton of experience as a redshirt freshman. I mean, are, are you seeing him carry himself a little bit differently uh, with the guys? What have you kind of noticed from him in the short amount of time you guys have been able to get back together here? Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's calmer in, in situations that last year would have, you know, as, as kind of that red shirt freshman would have, would have rattled him a little bit. Um, you know, he, he talks to all the guys, he communicates way better. You know, the guys love being around him and, the thing about Carson is he he's going to work hard. You know, mm-hmm. he he's a guy that I have to kick out of the office. You know, <laughs> he's not a guy I have to beg to come to the office. So he he wants to learn and he's hungry for it and and that was one of the things that when I was recruiting him, I saw his passion for the game and you can't coach that. Right. You know, you can't. I mean, that's that's in a young man and and he has it and and his and his teammates see it. You know, and, and so it, it gravitates all those guys, you know, around him and they just know how to make plays. And if they just go do that on a constant basis this season, we can mm-hmm. win a lot of football games. Part of certainly what's going to indicate Carson's success or help lead to some success this fall is what's going to happen up front. And you alluded to it as well. You know, next last year when you have new guard center guard, that that's a difficult situation to be in. This year, you got all five starters coming back. Um, what are you kind of anticipating from the offensive line in terms of steps that they're going to take forward? Because you would think that with the skill group, if the offensive line can improve, you know, just a couple degrees or however you're, we're going to quantify this, that would mean a lot for this group. 100%. I mean, you know, we say it on a constant basis. I mean, 
progress starts up front, you know, and, and that's where all of our production is going to, is going to initiate. And mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's nice having those guys and it's nice to listen to them talk on the field and communicate with each other and how they're going to block things and how they're going to pick things up. And it's, it, it's just way different. You know, it's a, it's a way different year. I mean, they're just, they've had all that experience from last year and now they, you know, the light bulb's gone off in a lot of situations and they get it, you know? So it, it's, it's really going to be fun to work with all these guys. Yeah. When you guys get down there, uh, into the goal line, you know, Devonte, obviously the goal line guy. Does does Toa ever give give you guys a hard time wanting some goal line carries? You know what those those two between Big Tay and Toa. I mean, I love them both. I mean, they. You know, you look at them and you think, oh man, you know they're going to get on each other, or they're going to fight over reps, or they're going to fight over who's going to get the carries or who's going to get the score. Mm-hmm. They love each other. I mean, they're just like brothers, you know, and they and they treat each other so. And, and so they don't really care as long as the outcome is we score, you know, <laughs> when we don't score, everybody's, everybody's mad. So the puppy agrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dog agrees. Um, I, I, I've told, I, I've said it for weeks. I've said it on this podcast. I said it in our, in our conversation that I'm just going to believe blindly that we're going to have football in the fall until someone tells me that we're not. But have you thought about how, strange that would be because i would imagine that would be the first time you not coaching in the fall since i don't know how long this is my 19th year coaching so and then of course you got to think back all the years you play i mean i started playing in fifth grade and my dad's been a coach so i mean i've been sitting in college football stadiums you know really since i was five years old so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i mean i'm with you i'm i'm trying to be really optimistic and hopeful that that we get to play i mean i just can't even imagine not playing in the fall and everybody's you know there's been the conversations well we push it back to the spring and i'm like mm-hmm. i just can't even it's hard <laughs> to envision that yes. you know i mean it's hard to envision okay let's start up in january that's a great time to start football in nevada i mean <laughs> <laughs> well you could actually go to your dad who has now some insight with with the xfl about what that was kind of like just from like a body clock perspective no doubt. That's true. That is very true. I don't know if he could talk to the, you know, whenever we get the hundred inches of snow here, but. You know. <laughs> oh, well, again, we're, we're just going to pretend like that's not even a, a, our reality right You're now. Not right. It's, it's... I'm with you. I'm totally with you, Nathan. <laughs> All right, Matt. I, I truly appreciate you making the time to come on. That, that was awesome. Stay healthy, please. Maintain all the guys, please make sure you're staying healthy yep. and best of luck this fall. Yep. Thanks, Nathan. I really appreciate you guys having me on. That conversation brought to you by Tipsy Elves, which is co-founded by Reed High School alum Nick Morton, one of the most successful Shark Tank stories ever. Tipsy Elves were the ones who designed and printed and created our new Reno Slant shirt, so check them out. Uh, They create fun clothing for life's most fun and memorable moments. Shirts, shorts, shorts, tanks, hats, glasses, socks, fanny packs, masks. So visit tipsyelves.com today, and when you do, you guys know the promo clo- promo code. It's my second mm. beer here. Use promo code is. SLANT20. It's going to earn you 20% off at checkout. That's promo code SLANT20 for 20% off checkout at tipsyelves.com. Do you or someone you know see the value in taking on less student debt? Obviously, you do. Nevada State High School can help Reno 
high school students, Northern Nevada high school students accomplish exactly that. Northern Nevada juniors and seniors can take real college classes taught by real college professors. And Nevada State High School is going to take care of their tuition. It's going to work with them to help them integrate into the college environment and has saved students ranging from five dollars to $80,000 in tuition. It's a real college experience. It's going to help students develop personally, academically, and socially with a proven personalized process for college success. They missed no instructional time due to COVID, Adam. They went 100% virtual immediately. Students did not miss any class. Seamless transition. They were, they were ready to go. You can request more information today at earlycollegenv.com. Again, that's earlycollegenv.com. I can't even tell you what Adam just showed me on the screen right here trying to get me to laugh. And he muted himself and didn't realize he turned his mic off. True. Man, these are the <laughs> you got me. I would have been better if I didn't mute my mic. But man, these are the days I'm glad that uh, our video is not recorded. <laughs> we'll run some slants here. What do you got set up for the weekend? Well, one, we talked briefly about this before. As you slam your silver bullet, this is going to be hard to say. Um, it's time for me to finally admit, guys, the public's two-for-one deal. It's caught up to me. Uh, depending on when you start, I have gained nearly 20 LBs Holy since, since, since uh, started COVID. Uh, it's been rough. Been rough on the old gut. So I've been starting to work out a little bit. So I'm going to try to avoid drinking beer. Emphasis on the try. We'll say maybe. Probably not. We'll uh we'll see how that works out. Other than that, I do need to get a new you, dress. You, you wrote a blog post in like April that quarantine bod was coming in hot, and it came in hot. You didn't even take your own advice. You just let it ride. I I literally let it ride. I didn't. I haven't weighed myself probably since I wrote that blog, <laughs> and then I stepped on the scale the other day and uh, was a little alarmed at what I saw. Um, and <laughs> hence because of that, I need to buy a new dress shirt. Uh, do not fit anymore no so you grew out of your dress shirt well i had bought it when you I, only have one dress shirt what's going on well it's a white dress shirt i mean oh, okay yeah, yeah how many how many white dress shirts you got you got yeah, one, one you, you yeah. use that thing until the neck gets too yellow and then you gotta gotta get a new one yep um basically so yeah i got a wedding not this weekend but the following weekend back in washington so i'll be flying down there Our, my buddy buddy morgan from high school he's getting married um him they're and, going they're going full steam ahead Wedding during the full, pandemic, huh? Full steam ahead. We had we had three this summer. Obviously, Zach and Val they got postponed. Albert and Mackenzie theirs was postponed, and then uh, I think they're doing it on a. I don't know exactly. Probably should look at the card to see where it is. Um, but I have a feeling uh, it's not too much concern. Go or like it's not a big problem. People don't seem to be too as worried yeah. about COVID. I've had a few weddings canceled this summer. A few bachelor parties canceled this summer i had september was supposed to be full like every weekend was either a bachelor party or a wedding and we're down to one wedding well so they're all, gonna move forward with all that means is 2021 is about to be liddy so fauci yeah. you better give us some good news or i swear i'm not waiting i'm not Go waiting until not Go waiting until not waiting until 2022 i'm just i'm just putting that out there <laughs> uh, i think we have another quiet weekend lined up Without getting too nerdy, got a couple books show up from Amazon this week. I have to dig into those. I think Saturday we might be going to dinner with one of uh, 
Tara's friends, who was a cheerleader at Nevada, who's now a, a Raiderette. She just mm. made the team, so I'm, I'm going to heckle her for about an hour and a half and find out what I need to do to get some free tickets if they do have fans in the stands. But I believe Mark Davis was talking about having no fans at games this year, which would just be the biggest tease of all time. You build this cathedral of a football stadium here in Vegas. There's teams potentially playing inside, and no one can go. Mark Davis said he wouldn't go to the games if fans couldn't go. Right. He needs to be the one person who is there, so we get the cuts of him sitting in his suite with his bowl cut. Got to wait. Got to wait another year for the bull cut. Just got it. Just got it dialed in. Uh, so we said something stupid. All right. Forgot to do this last week. Teased it last week and completely forgot. That's how stupid we are. It was that stupid that we totally forgot to address it. Two weeks ago, we wrapped up the show with Random Reno, and neither of us were certain about our fact. You know, we kind of dropped them out a lot of times. We're like, we have no idea if that's real or not. I said mine with some confidence. Then as I was saying it, I was thinking that does not sound right to me. (laughs) (laughs) So the random Reno stat was I said San Rafael Park was 580 square miles. Good. It's the size of Delaware. It's 580 square acres. Mm. Mm. A, A little bit different, which is like 579 in change square miles of difference. Those are the ones where like I couldn't confidently tell you a mile in my head. So I was like trying to do the math and I'm like, that doesn't sound right, but I can't go full steam that he's wrong because I don't want to, I didn't want to be on the wrong side of that. Ultimately, I ended up being on the wrong side of it anyways. I was, I was very wrong. Very wrong. (laughs) I want to look that up. How big five, how many, how many square miles? 580. 580 square miles. Let's see if there's anything. Even in comparison, that's as big as the Kalamazoo County, Michigan. How'd you find that so fast? I Googled 500 square, 580 square miles. Wow. And Kalamazoo. Sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> hey, Google's listening. Hey, Google is listening. Uh, I'm, turning the, I'm turning the microphone. You, t- you tell me they're not listening to our conversations. What do you say? He said the mic's off because I just shut him down. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. That uh, scared me. Social got a number of questions from you guys. Appreciate all of you uh, for asking. We're actually going to start with Clark's questions. I have it on my phone. We'll, we'll start with that one. Uh, if COVID wipes out pack football, I hate that I'm saying COVID now. I'm, I'm thank you. Quoting, thank you. I'm quoting Clark. I'm not actually saying. I'm quoting Clark correctly. If, if it wipes out pack football and pack hoop season, heaven forbid. How would the Reno Slant content likely evolve by episode 150? Oh, it's, can you ugh. Would it become 100% about drinking games and road trips? I actually, you know, hand up. I'm pretty happy with how we've pivoted through this. Certainly, we've had run the podcast in the summer when there was Reno Aces and Reno 1868. And we didn't even have that. We didn't have March Madness. We didn't have Nevada baseball and found a way to continue to put out a podcast that we thought was somewhat interesting and be consistent with it. And have actually grown not only our listenership, but grown our reach online with the website. I think we would continue along a similar path. Now we would get have pro sports going on, hopefully, which means we get to bring back betting angle and have Adam get, get, dust that thing off. Um, mm, so, 
not having pack football or pack hoops would be a blow. I mean, there's no way around it, but it's another chance for us to differentiate ourselves in the content that we're putting out there. We think that our content stands up next to anyone's who's putting out content in Reno right now. Um, so we would, we would keep trucking. We would get to weekly yearbook number a lot. We'd seek inwards, find the real answers. <laughs> the answers are in the room. <laughs> Uh, John Mackey asked a couple parter, assuming there is no football season, I, I don't like where our line of questioning is going here, will the battle for the Fremont Cannon return to Reno next season? I hate the assumption. It strays from our just blind faith and reckless optimism that there's going to be fall football this fall. It's kind of the approach that we're taking. Uh, but it is a good question, right? So if there's no football this fall and they don't play in the spring either, what happens with the game? Because it alternates every year between Reno and Vegas. My assumption would be that it stays in Vegas. I do believe that if there's no football this fall or if it's delayed to some degree, we're going to get Doug back on the podcast and we'll ask him. I don't know if they're even having those types of conversations yet. Um, he would be a little bit more plugged in than me, a, a little bit more. My assumption, though, again, would be that uh, Paradise University will uh, keep the game in Vegas. See what I did there? Classic. Uh -huh. Second part of the question, assuming there is a basketball season. Here we go. Gee. Assuming there is a basketball <laughs> okay, season. Okay, God. Finally, yeah. some positivity. Come yeah. on, guys. Now we're talking, guys. Getting depressed over here in the Sunshine State. Impossible. <laughs> Outside of replacing Jalen's offense, what is the next biggest challenge facing the pack? I think if you go defense, that's maybe a little bit too broad. Jalen was legit on the defensive end, and that got overlooked by how talented he was scoring the basketball, especially last year. I wrote a blog back in May and predict the starting lineup. That included Kane at the one, Desmond at the two, Zane at the three, KJ at the four, Warren at the five. That group's going to give up some buckets. That That's the concern for that group defensively. That group will be able to score the basketball, but they'll certainly give up their share of points as well. I think more realistically um, for, for Alford, it's going to be trying to keep this train on the tracks, you know, maybe maybe more, more emotionally. I don't know if that's, you know, we're not getting so tactical, but this is a program that's had a lot of success over the last few years. It did go over a significant overhaul last year, but next year is going to be a very different feel for, for this group. Um, so for the guys, it's can you learn, can you lose, can you get beat, and learn from it. He, Coach Alford, one of his things next year is not only me developing young talent, but also developing young talent while things probably aren't going to go well for stretches. So you got to build up some confidence as well. And for fans, it's not getting frustrated and recognizing that things are setting up nicely for this group in 2021, 2022, when Grant Sherfield becomes eligible. I don't want to position him as the savior, going to save this program and bring him about it back to the NCAA tournament, but he's going to provide a boost um, for the next few years, no question. Um, so really good questions, John. Appreciate you. Adam, what are your, what are your thoughts? Ditto. <laughs> per usual. Well, Sounds uh, well thought out, eloquent, bring a lot of insights to the table. I was going to say the biggest thing that Nevada basketball is going to face too is Kane's, uh, or not Kane, Zane's short length. We're going to have to get the shorts down a little bit. Shorts are running a little high. Might need to address it. He does wear some short shorts and some tight shorts. Jalen mm. did that too, though. Jalen was scoring 30 points per game. But we believe in you, Kane. 
You got it, Zane. Zane, damn it. Those two, I get them mixed up all the time. Kane and Zane. Envy <laughs> uh, Wolf asks, where did Malik Henry end up? I had no clue. I did some clicking around online. He hasn't surfaced anywhere yet. At least no, nothing's become public. Second big name quarterback in Nevada did not pan out. Remember uh, David Cornwell a few years Who? ago? Who? Yeah, right. The, the, the idea would be if Malik Henry is going to play football, I, I think he has one year of eligibility left. It would likely be at the FCS level. I don't know if he'd want to go back to, to junior college. Um, he, it might be it for him from a football mm-hmm. standpoint. I mean, he went to last chance. You got another chance as, as a walk-on and, and didn't make it. So it it just seems like football wasn't where his, his passions were. And that's, that's fine. He was immensely talented. It just wasn't something that he was ready to commit to. And football is just not going to be part of his his future moving forward. You know, certainly wishing the best of luck. We were excited about him. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a picture of him before. Uh, what game was that? Wyoming? Where he's wearing these sick shades. I think it was it snowed before the game. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember what you're talking it's about. But I don't remember who they awesome played. picture. And I, I got the screenshot and I was so excited for him to kind of take off the rest of the year. And just whenever he did something awesome, just tweet that picture. And I, mm-hmm. I never, never got that, that opportunity. Man, welcome, welcome to the other side of broadcasting. <laughs> you guys say you want my job. Imagine living with that the whole season, not having that picture and not getting to tweet it. He has to look at that picture in his documents file every, every week. <laughs> Fake Matt Mummy asks, what is worse? Driving in southern Nevada during monsoon season or driving in northern Nevada in the snow? This actually generated some some chatter on, on Twitter. This question did. We're, we're bad people to ask about this coming from the Pacific Northwest because we've driven in, they don't call them monsoons, we call them just downpours. Mm-hmm. And there was snow. So we, we've gotten both. I would say I'm pretty comfortable with both. Snow doesn't concern me at all. Uh, yeah. You, you tap the brakes, you keep the wheels moving, you're going to be fine. The concern with the snow or driving the elements at all is not necessarily you, it's the other people. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, in the mon- in monsoons, I think it's a little bit worse. Because I, I think hydroplaning is the worst feeling while driving when you can literally feel the car lift and you're like, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll go with monsoon just because I don't like hydroplaning. Neither are great. Um, but I mean... Neither is a huge, huge issue for me. Mm-hmm. I actually this this weekend surprisingly, Isidore and I were Ubering back to get our car, and I got rain shamed by our Uber driver. What's that? Um, rain shamed? I had no idea either until I found out I was in the middle of getting shamed. I we were driving. It was absolute downpour. It's rain season here. It rains like a hurricane is right behind you. Like every. But anyways, day. the four yeah, o'clock, right? Just rolls in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not. But anyways, we were driving to get the car and we were talking about it. And long story short, it came up that I was, you know, was from Washington. And I was talking about like, oh, driving in rain. It's nothing like he goes, oh, that's a mist. That's not rain. And I was like, all right, bud. Like one of those one of those guys. So I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I don't mind driving in the snow. But when you see in northern Nevada, but when you see, you know, the person fishtailing on 395 and they they look like they're deer in the headlights as they're looking at you and their car is 90 degrees from you. That's where those are the scary moments. <laughs> um, but I've never driven in in Vegas in a monsoon. God bless. I mean, Re- Reno gets the, the Reno gets them as well in the summer. Mm-hmm. Not not we haven't had it rained here in Vegas the other day, and I think someone said it was the first time it rained in like ninety two days or ninety three really? days. 
hasn't hasn't been much but reno would get it too. reno gets those too mm. is there gonna be any updates you guys gonna have another uh locust storm or grasshopper i don't invasion know I don't, I don't know what's the next thing for vegas flying frogs yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what's next the earth's just gonna split open <laughs> eh, nobody even questions anymore i'm gonna swallow us all up uh on instagram fake matt mummy sandwiching fake mac mummy fake matt mummy questions what is your mount rushmore of 3 a.m places to eat in northern nevada following a night of partying i would say golden silver cal neva little nugget it's supposed to isn't it silver nugget little nugget hmm? whatever it is r.i.p eight days left and west village marina cafe mm. what are your I, we're gonna have the exact same ones <laughs> Well, I would go Little Nugget, Gold Dust West. Ooh, yes. Sleeper pick. Yeah. And I would do Cal Neva. Yep. And my wild card would be I actually don't know if I ever knew the caf- the name of the cafe, but the one in the Eldorado. Right I- above the right at the top of the escalator. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I've been there a few times. I think we, every, yeah. every, everyone who's partied in Silver Legacy, El Dorado, has eaten there a couple times. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what that was called if, it, if it's still there. We'll just call it Cafe. But my <laughs> top three, top, top three are solid, though. Top three are solid. I'm, I'm pretty much in, in alignment there. I, I think I've, I do have one new one. So Cal Neva, yes, four ninety nine steak and eggs. That's a staple. That's a must. Uh, little nugget. RIP. It is so sad that that thing is gone. The awful, awful is going away. If you are listening and have not had an awful, awful, which I'm going to guess is probably zero of you. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you likely, you definitely watch sports. It means you likely crush beers. It means you likely uh, have experienced downtown Reno on a Friday night. And if you have done those things and found a way to avoid awful, awful, you need new friends, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't tell you. So you got you got eight days to get down there and get your last awful awful. I would think they have to find some way to move that. It's such an institution. The brand is so strong. Maybe they just move awful awful to its own separate location, or I don't know. They got to figure something out. They yeah. Need awful awful. Um, Archie's actually had a couple spots. So Archie's was one of our spots when we lived on Denslow Drive because it was close. True. If it, if it wasn't a super late night. We could go over to Archie's. I think Archie's is open to like six in the morning, though, on weekends. I think Wednesday through Sunday or Wednesday through Saturday, they open till six in the morning. Those fries, but that ranch. Mm. Uh, the other one, series. Mm. This it one was, differ. It, it, the food is not great, but the options are spectacular. I mean, it's it's a wide range. You can get. I mean that that menu is designed specifically for people. I think college students who are leaving downtown Reno, walking to campus, and it's right there. Yeah, but it's just like you walk in. The casino is like futuristic. You get to the menu. There's like a million things going on. I want an old drunk couple arguing in front of a slot machine, a penny slot, and I want one option, the off off a burger. Tried and true. You can't go wrong. And they were like right next to each other. too. It was like total polar opposite places yeah. like – this dude's pissed drunk yelling at a penny slot machine, and over here, some dude's building the next Tesla. That's what the that's what they looked like. <laughs> Marcus asks, "What MLB team do you think is most likely to get 
uh, get the first sweep? Like just in general, I I have no clue. Like who who's gonna get who's gonna get the first sweep? It's it's baseball. It's I'll say the Giants. So the Dodgers get swept opening weekend. Suck it, Marcus. Ooh, Ooh. brutal. <laughs> Todd asks, uh, Pack Hoops started practice today, Tuesday. Assuming slash praying there is a season, let's hear your opening night starting lineup. I'll go uh, Jelani Clark, Desmond Cambridge, question mark at the three, Robbie Robinson, Warren Washington. So kind of walked through at least a couple months ago my projected starting lineup. The only two that I think are locks here are Cambridge at the two and Warren Washington at the five. It is important to note that Warren did not play a ton his freshman year at Oregon State. In that blog, I had Kane at the point. I think a lot of people are really starting to get excited about Jelani. We had him on episode 103. Desmond at the two. Zane at the three. I don't know if he can defend that spot, though. Maybe you get Trey Coleman in there. He's the most highly touted or highly touted uh, incoming freshman. We had him on episode 105 from Indiana. Then I had KJ at the four. He came on late last year. It is Robbie's spot. Robbie's a lone returning starter. KJ would have to take that spot from Robbie. And then obviously Warren at the five. A lot of concerns about the defensive end. We may see Steve Alford go zone a fair amount next year. I think that's something to keep an eye out. If Steve Alford gets to a spot where he has to have Kane and Zane and KJ on the floor at the same time, let alone start them, may see some zone Mm. next year. I say we might have to bump you down to one silver bullet per episode. Get you worked back up to two. Highly tated. Did I say highly tated? Yeah. Get there, tater. There it is. We'll get out of here with Random Reno, which is brought to you by Silver and Blue Outfitters, your source for Nevada sports apparel. You can pick up your new Nevada apparel for the season today at silverandblueoutfitters.com. Mark is running the anniversary sale today, Wednesday. So if you're listening to this episode Wednesday night, it is 40% off everything, including online. So if you're listening tonight, Wednesday, get over there like right now, silverandblueoutfitters.com. Pick up your new Nevada Apparel for the season today. What'd you find this week? Reno's official Arboretum, 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 is in Idlewood Park. Idlewild Park. A, a what? Ar- Arboretum. Arboretum. Do you know what that is? I actually had to Google it. It's basically just a collection of trees. This is two weeks in a row. You got on trees, random Reno. Tree heavy right now. I'm in the tree, tree heavy. Trees lately. That's my thing. Who is the biggest employer in Reno? Oh, good lord! Um, are we talking within city limits? Yeah. Don't fudge this up. Um, El Dorado Resorts, Washoe County School District by oh, a lot. God, that's sh- common sense. Uh, as of 2016, Washoe County School District employed eight eight thousand seven hundred fifty people. The second, who do you think came in second? Well, apparently it's not ERI Eldorado Resorts. Um, it's not IGT. Shout out. Um, I'm just trying to think of a big building. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Eldorado Resorts. That's all I got. You're an idiot. Nevada. <laughs> Shut it down. 
I'm so oh god. Oh, you were just so, giving me a hard time for having my second beer on the podcast, and you, I even it was even the first one was educational. I'm so far. You went to Nevada from the, from the educational aspect of school. Just give me the sports. I don't care who else is on campus. Is that's that's my mindset. Total staff members as of 2016, 4,750. So 4,000 behind Washoe County School District. That's how big that school district is. Whew, that is, that's rough. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel that one until next week. <laughs> And that is our show for this week. Thank you to all of you who continue to listen to this podcast so you can stay current on everything Nevada. Thank you to Nevada Offensive Coordinator Matt Mummy for coming on the show this week. Thank you to our partners at Tipsy Elves, Sage Advisors, Archie's, Nevada State High School, Silver and Blue Outfitters, and Toyabi Golf Club. If you are not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and please make sure that you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at the Reno Slam. Or you can check us out online at therenoslant.com. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Have a great, great weekend, you guys. Go Pack. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Reno Slant, the weekly Nevada sports podcast. Until next week. And we're still not talking about that one basketball coach who's not here anymore. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com save. Betterhelp.com save. Got it.